Welcome to the Mama Outspoken Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jill. And I'm your other co-host, Bobby. So we're back with the Mama Outspoken Podcast. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, you go first. This last time I went first with a peak and valley. Oh, man. I know. So one of the peaks for me would be his fussy phase, how he's out of it, finally. That's my peak, too. <laughs> Just like... He's happy now. He doesn't fuss over every little thing, like everything. Being fed, he's going happy. down to sleep. He eats. He's a lot more. He goes to sleep very well, like you just said. Yeah. I can entertain him throughout the day. He can play by himself during the day now. And I was actually able to get him to just hang out and play and without mama being home. It's so nice, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Yay for leaps and getting out of that fussy <laughs> phase. Oh, my gosh. It was gosh. such a t- terror. It was tough to figure out that we were in a fussy period, too. Like, I think I said in the last episode that I didn't realize until we were in the middle of it while we were camping. And then I happened to look at our yeah. Wonder Weeks app. And that's when I figured out we were in the fussy phase. He's completely different now. He's been so on point with the Wonder Weeks app, though. And... Keeping on schedule Some with those to that, fuzzy, the fuzzy, fussy phases. What app do you use for that? It's called One Weeks. It's not like scientifically proven, but there has been people that have studied it, and people do buy it. People do say that it doesn't, it's not accurate, but every kid's different, though. Yes, you but can't go off of that. But it's kind of close since to it. Declan was born. We've been on point with it. So I swear by it. But I understand that everybody does. So look into it. It does cost to purchase the app. And I get the book for free from the library on my phone. And I read it every time I am up to a new phase. Um, tell us about your peak of uh, your valley if you have one. Valley would be him slapping me in the face in the morning. <laughs> what I mean by that is <laughs> so when when Jill decides to when he's awake in the morning decides to bring him into our bed and feed him and when he's done feeding or if he notices me before that he'll look over to me and this morning I got both hands Open hands. Not this morning. Yesterday. Whatever. <coughs> it, I didn't bring him into bed this morning. Anyway. <laughs> you going to let me tell my story? Yes. Okay. Since Jill told me it was yesterday, <laughs> open hands, he looks over at me and full body weight just <laughs> slams onto my face. So, yeah, he does not know how to be gentle. No. Not yet. He he's gentle with the dog a lot more now. Well, that's because we but encourage the word gentle. And yeah, he's not gentle with me in the morning. He's not gentle with me at all, at all, ever. So. But it it should get better. Hope. Yeah, I would hope so. I hope so too. Um, I have another peak for this week. Oh yeah. Yes, you were so generous and watched the baby this morning and I went out to the farmer's market and bought us a bunch of cookies from my big fat cookie. 
and I cannot wait to eat them later. And then I went shopping. I bought some new clothes with the gift cards I had for my birthday and went to Target and bought milk and diapers. So granted, that all wasn't for me, but I had peace and quiet by myself and got to shop for like an hour. It was very nice. So thank you very much, babe. You're welcome. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that hard. He was sleeping most I know. of the time. So. <laughs> Only way you'll do it, right? <laughs> I mean, if you just leave, he might be, now that he's out of his fussy stage, he might be comfortable. He might. I'll just, try it next weekend. Yeah. We are trying it next weekend. We have the bridal shower that I'm going to. You have weekend. the bridal shower. I know. I do not. Um, so, beer break. What beer are you break. drinking, hon? All right. I am drinking Oliphant. I think that's how you pronounce it. But it's triple IPA from Great Notion out in Portland, Oregon. It's a West Coast triple IPA, which I haven't had that much of. I don't think I've ever had it. But it's definitely really hoppy and very bitter, I would say. But it's good. It's not bad. It's a lot more than I expected, but yeah. cheers. Cool. What are you drinking, babe? Um, a spiked Arnold Palmer. Mm. Our friend works for a limo company, and they get random stuff left behind from some of their runs. And he dropped them off the other day for us. So not that I enjoy it, but I'm drinking it. And it's not the worst, but. It's something. <laughs> anyway. You keep on drinking those. I'm trying to get rid of them before I drink the other stuff. So, obviously, you enjoy them. I guess so. If you didn't enjoy them, you would have thrown them out. I might have. <laughs> I enjoy them too much. Anyway. Anyway. So, in this episode, we were talking about our transitions into parenthood. And Bobby will tell a little bit, a little bit about his transition into fatherhood. And first, I will talk about my transition into motherhood. Um, needless to say, I think we were overwhelmed and underprepared, regardless of what we tried to do before we had Declan. I wouldn't say underprepared. I was underprepared. I was more so underprepared for how I would feel transitioning into motherhood, not so much how to care for him as a baby. Because, I mean, I have babysat before. I kind of understood how to take care of a baby. Granted, not my own personally, 24-7, but I kind of got the gist of it. And then we did our prenatal classes, and I learned a little bit more. And then, like we said last week, we kind of were thrown into the thick of it in our fourth trimester, which was caring for the baby. And, oh, let's see. Was it three weeks when I had my breakdown? I think I was three sure. weeks postpartum and I called my friend Sonia, who is the co-founder of the Postpartum Resource Center. Uh, absolutely hysterical. Saying that I couldn't do this is was absolutely terrible. The baby won't stop eating. I think it's cluster feeding. He eats from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. straight. There's no stopping him. And then again, like I might get it like an hour's worth of sleep. And then again, from like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., cluster feeds again. And pretty much we discovered that there was something wrong. Um, she got me in touch with a lactation counselor. But 
it wasn't even that it was just the whole transition she she really helped me understand that um there's there's this time it's like you have the baby blues sure that that is a thing and you don't get postpartum right away because you still have to allow yourself to transition into motherhood so it's a big learning curve for a brand new mom and of course for the baby because neither of you know this role and it's something completely foreign to both of you so she told me you know what, give another week or two figure out what's going on first with the baby and then we'll figure out if you need help further with postpartum depression or anxiety issues um but right now it just sounds like it's the baby blues and i i cried every day i think because i didn't know what to do hard as hell and it was not something i enjoyed at all i then talked to the lactation counselor um her name's Kathy Conchelic. She runs with the, um, her business is The Nurturing Way. I'm very close with her now. She explained so much to me about motherhood and how babies are still growing and that transition phase. And pretty much uh, what I did not know is that babies are born too early, technically. Like they really should be growing in the womb up to 12 months, not nine months so that's why they consider the fourth trimester that next three months after the baby is born because that's why they they're completely incapable of doing anything on their own because they really should be doing that within the womb but they're just we've been evolved we have so evolved much. so much that we get our body rejects them at a certain time instead of keeping them in for that full term um so that's why we have to baby wear more. And that's why they take that so well as caring for them, which is what she highly recommended I do is do a lot of baby wearing with the wraps. Um, and then we figured out that we did have a tongue tie and that was probably the worst part about it. And the reason why he cluster fed for as long as he did overnight and during the day, um, she said that definitely was not normal for me to have him attached to me that long. Um, <clears throat> once we had that fixed, things seemed to be a little bit easier, but then I realized that I started to have, um, some perinatal mood and anxiety disorder issues where I had anxiety, OCD and rage come through. And I had a few really bad situations where you were involved with it and with the rage where I ended up throwing things, yep. um, Luckily, baby was not involved, and I made sure of it first. I mean, at one point he was, but I handed him off to you and said, here, you need to take him because I'm about to do something bad. And yeah. it, it, it I, think it, I think I had three issues, three outbursts, and then things have started to mellow out as I've gotten help over the last two or three months now, um, and my hormones have begun to balance again. But you don't realize that it's really the hormones that are screwing with you when you're in your transition to motherhood. Like you're pumped with all this estrogen and progesterone and everything else, oxytocin. It's just like overwhelming amounts of hormones just being pumped into Bucky you. Hormones. Exactly. For nine months straight while you are. <laughs> Isn't it not that? Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Which is what we have referred back to my entire pregnancy and our parenthood <laughs> journey. <laughs> um, but 
it's just an overwhelming amount of hormones being pumped into your body to grow this child and then birth the child and then be able to provide after he has been birthed. And it doesn't stop until you finally until you actually either stop safety. breastfeeding or, yeah, probably enter safety. <laughs> Um, I, I guess if I wasn't breastfeeding, things may have gone back to, um, homeostasis sooner. Um, finally we're, we're in and I have finally kind of balanced out. I have a, a, um, a regular cycle again. This is I just finished my third cycle and it's finally regular and I'm not taking any medication. I have started taking CBD again, and that has really helped. Um, oh, the one that I got from my my nutritionist, um, Alicia, she gave me this one. It has Ashu. I'm not gonna be able to say it right. Ashwanda, Ash, something. Hey, I just forgot what it was. It's not that. Um, but it's supposed to help with comfort it's like your comfort hormone she was explaining it to me it's like it just hugs you and holds you and it makes you feel less stressed and it has <laughs> this helps me out so much and i'm absolutely loving the cbd it is fantastic it, it's a nice way for me to medicate naturally versus with no. whatever kind of pills they want to give me um so that's been very beneficial but Transition to motherhood, oh my God, to have somebody completely dependent on me 24-7 and not going back to work and then having to rely completely on you, it's like you have two tiers of dependencies now. And that is a big shift that I wasn't ready for. I assumed I would be going back to work when we got pregnant. I didn't think too much would change other than just adding on somebody that I would have to care for and not to compare Declan to a dog or a cat, but in that kind of a way to take care of a baby and actually is, care for and actually watch and Oh my gosh. I, I wasn't and, expecting it. I, I don't it's not think like the dog where he, she, he or she goes outside or the cat right. that goes in the I mean, litter box. I, I didn't think of it that way. Like let's, let's be honest. I knew it was going to be a human that I have to take care of, but I don't think I, expected the the weight or the, the toll it would take on me yeah that's what it is like yes i knew my responsibility as a parent and to take care of a baby but i didn't understand the weight the, the psychological toll. effect it yes. would have on you yes exactly that and <clears throat> i i don't know if anybody's prepared for that i think some people can be i think people fake it but <laughs> i feel like some people just go through it and they don't even realize that they're just they're not happy but they just do what they're told kind of thing they just go with the flow yeah that i feel like most it has to be done i feel like a lot of parents are like that yeah and i they just weird yeah i mean it still makes me want to cry i mean i <laughs> we were we're gonna get a little intimate here, but <laughs> we were in the middle of having sex the other night and we were done and all of a sudden I had to stop because I just broke out crying. 
I think that was the first time I've ever had that experience for no. both of us. Like just it to is. have me completely break down. You said there was only once. And, I feel and like you uh, did it a second time. I don't know, but what? I I had a complete meltdown. I thought I was a terrible mother and oh, that I couldn't that keep doing this anymore. And then I wanted it to be over and not be a parent anymore. And you were kind of freaked out by it, but hormones, what a bitch, right? <laughs> Big bitch. I don't even know what I'm trying to get across to I... anybody through this conversation. And if I'm even making sense to anybody, but it's just. It's okay. Just yes, sir. It's so overwhelming <laughs> to have all these unnatural feelings How's that unnatural? It's unnatural because I've never felt it before. So then it's not unnatural. You just never felt it before. But it seems unnatural for But me. that's not unnatural. And then, like, why don't I want to do it? Why don't I want this to happen anymore? You, just, you have your own opinions. You have your own. I love him to death. Like, I oh, wouldn't yeah. trade it for the world. And he's fantastic and awesome and belongs in our lives but well, yeah he is our kid the truth of it is that i hate it like internally i don't love it no one said you had to and i don't think people say that often enough to other people to make them feel like they're validated that way you don't have to feel a certain way if you don't. It's just like, I feel like people push that. They push that. You need to like love your kid or you need to be happy all the time because you have a kid. And I feel like that that's what most people, they don't, I wouldn't say push it, but like they seem happier. So you're like, oh, why am I not this happy? You go off other people's emotions yeah. and like other people are happy having a baby, but what if they tell you that and you're like, why are you happy? You have a baby. Yeah, you're happy about that. But everything else that comes with having a baby, you're not happy with. No. That's that's the thing. Nobody talks about that, though. Oh, that's why I want to, like, normalize this. And I feel like... But that's like sex. Nobody <laughs> talks about sex. But... Yeah. And I want to talk about that more because... I've learned so much in our postpartum experience in a roller coaster ride of figuring out libido issues and then having emotions and and then issues between you and me, which I want to definitely get into in a separate episode. But I want this to be a normalized conversation that we have, especially with our peers, like our friends, like they need to know things too because it doesn't I don't need know. to be that get down into detail but like but it needs to be talked about just like that's why everybody's so like closed up about it like I want to have these real conversations with other moms or dads even have parent conversations and talk about this that's what happens when you go kid goes to school and you have parent teacher night <laughs> <clears throat> but I almost feel like we're almost too negative in this episode in this podcast so far so. but at the same time it's like I want to talk about the crappy parts because I feel like everybody talks about the, the, good, the parts. good parts and it's almost hiding mm. what everybody's really feeling. But I, I don't know. I hope that covers my motherhood transition. I feel like people I'm, go with what other people say. Yeah. I feel like people follow, just follow each other. They flow. But 
I, I do hope this covers my motherhood. I'm sure I have more to say. I just, we always have a lot more to say. We'll figure it out I as do. we go. But I'd like to hear a little bit about your fatherhood transition and it what it was like for you and how you're doing so far. Huh? It sucked. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. And I know I'm not, but I'm trying to do the best I can. What do you mean by that? So basically, so let's talk from the beginning. When I was excited when you said you were pregnant. Super excited. But then when I saw you in the hospital giving birth and going through the C-section, I'm like, what the fuck? But it didn't change how happy I was. It was just like, holy shit. Like, Scary. It's seeing you how you were. And then we had a baby. You had the baby. And we got into it a few times where he was crying and oh, I was nasty up at night. Too. And I was so nasty too. You know, understandable. And breastfeeding, man. It, I couldn't do it. And that's, that's what kind of like threw me off the most was that I couldn't do anything to help like that. Like I don't have, like, I'm not saying I couldn't help out. I'm saying that I couldn't help out with that. I also didn't give you the chance. Like we could have given a bottle. Yeah, but we could have, but it was just so frustrating <laughs> at the time. Like we we're so new at it and we didn't know what to do. Only thing that would calm them down was you breastfeeding. Them. Yeah. So that was sucked. <laughs> yeah. Cause you see me struggle and you want to help, but you can't and you don't know how. And I otherwise. feel bad. And like, it just, it, it really got to me. Like I want to help more with that, but how am I supposed to compete with that? If I make a bottle, that's one thing. That's great. I'll make a bottle and then try to feed it to him. He doesn't want it. Yeah. What am I supposed to do then? I don't know. I just wanted you to stay up with me while I fed him. <laughs> that's all I ever wanted was maybe you to hold me while I breastfed him and be up with me instead of just going back to bed. Just that support. I think that's all I ever really asked for. But you also were the one that had to get up and go to work in the morning, and I didn't. So it was understandable that you didn't want to do that and that you would have – I mean, I couldn't control you falling asleep while holding me, which you tried a few times when I asked you to just, you know, stay up with me, and you sat up, and then you fell asleep sitting up. So you did your best at that time. I just never really got that – Kind of like got to the point where I want to help, but what help am I actually going to be? Is what I thought. Like, if, your I'm, help, not, if I'm not going to be able to feed him. Your help was going to work and providing for us is what it ended up being. Yeah, but that just sucks too. Like, but then what did I do? I asked you, you know, I was having such a hard time that I would ask you to check in on me throughout the day because I was having such a hard days that I'd be like, Hey, look, you need to text me throughout the day or give me a call at least once a day. 
and ask me how I'm doing, how's my day going, what's going on, and make me talk to you so that way I wasn't going to lose my mind. Yeah. And we did that for, what, a good solid six months. We texted multiple times throughout the day. You asked, how are you doing right now? How are you doing now? I still do it once in a while now. It's not as frequent. It's not but as frequent, but we do check in with each other throughout the days when we are able to. You know, that was also during the cold months where you had more time to to chat on your phone. You weren't as busy at work. Um, but that was helpful for sure. I know you didn't have a hard you don't have an easy time transitioning into fatherhood. It's taken you a little bit longer, like you said, because also of what you've said last episode where you don't get to spend as much time with Declan as you would like to. Um, how has that been trying to transition and do you feel like you would need more time with him to fully feel like you have no, because gotten into the role of fatherhood? I know I'm in the role of fatherhood. Obviously. I just, I don't think so because now that he's had, like, I feel like this was a turning point. Yeah. Cause He's always had his like phases where it's like, okay. I feel like he learned a lot though. This yeah, this leap. past leap was a like, good one because now he's like he seems to be more independent. That, but he's also coming to me more frequently too. He does today when and we were out. Not, he was coming up to you willingly, not yeah. because I wasn't there, but just because. But that's that. I think that's what it was to. missing. Like that want he, he's that, always yeah. with you, but like he always wants to go to you. But then the times that he comes to me and actually raises his hands, like, Oh, pick me up. Yeah. Like, like I feel like that was missing a lot because he wouldn't do that. Yeah. He would either cry or just go to you. So I feel like that was another big thing that came out of the elite. Yeah. I feel like we both just have such different roles in our parenthood journey that like I'm the caretaker and you're the provider and because you spend different hours away from us you don't get to be involved as much but when you are involved you're fully involved like lately you've been coming home a little bit later because of work but you're coming home in the middle of us getting ready for bed and you really do immerse yourself into the whole bedtime routine. You take over for bath time and then that's kind of a lot better than what I used to because <sighs> I used to not want to do it. Now you willingly just jump in and you take over. I mean, granted I'm still the one that has to put him into bed, but that's fine because I get that little bit of break when you get home and you get to take care of his craziness in the bath. <laughs> But I'm also then like getting ready for us at that same time. And then we can go ahead and quickly eat with or without him. And then it's just done for the night. We spend our time together. And mm -hmm. then Sundays are our, your day with him, with us. You know, it's, I think right now we're doing the best that we can. And it's maybe it's not what we do, were yeah. expecting our family to look like at this time, but 
You can only do the best that you can do. I think it's perfect for us at the moment. And I, I really do think that a lot has changed in this last month between oh, yeah. me seeking help with therapy and us understanding him a little bit better and finally getting past. I still don't understand him. I do. I, I feel like all of a sudden with this leap, I really do feel like he's changed. He when, has changed, but I still don't understand him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's starting to like speak more and talk different words. And it's I can understand even, his it's emotions. It's not even babble though. It's like, he's trying to say something. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so weird. But I, I think we're fine. It goes fast. Though. I can't believe it took us almost a year to get into our roles comfortably, but I think we're there. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised about that. Everybody has their own different I know. way to get to I th being a parent or feeling like they are a parent. From what I ex understood from seeing others, we would have been there sooner. Why? Because everybody has a different story. I know, but I don't, I don't know that nobody talks about it. Well, that's their ah, problem. I hate that. This is why mama outspoken is such a big deal to me because nobody talks about this stuff. They just assume you know that it's going to take either well, a short amount of time look, look or a long amount way. of time to get into your role and look understand at, it. Look at it this way. Either they think that they got over it and now they do what they do. Yeah. They did it. Or they're still thinking about it and they don't know how to let it out. And they'll just keep on going that way without even asking anybody for help. But I think you're right with that that so many people just brush it on the rug. Yeah. And just try to get through it and not acknowledge. But most people do get through it though. They do. I that's, mean, even that's if, the crazy thing because most people get through it and they don't realize they had a problem until something happens in their re exactly. relationship. Or somebody talks to them about it and yeah. like, Hey, I experienced this. And you're like, Oh really? That's what that means. Yeah. And that, that's why like, I got help. I feel like it's just, but, but not a lot of people are, Willing to ask right. because they don't think it's a problem. But if I like, oh, my parents went through that too when they were raising me. Yes. And if I didn't get help, I'm sure I'd be over it by this point too. I just would have right. let it go and dealt with it. And maybe in another month or two, I would have been it. better, you know, because hormones balanced out. But maybe that's what but, people think also is that it's just hormones. It's nothing serious. True. There's, there's a lot too. of different, there's a lot of different theories and different ways to go with it. Well, I'm glad I got help. I'm glad we are where we are now and that I think we feel more comfortable in our roles as parents. Definitely. Cool. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. I don't know if we helped anybody, but I hope we did. And hey, it, it, it's not bad to talk about it either. I mean, even if we just rambled <clears throat> on about what we experienced, I don't know. Maybe you resonate with it. We hope that you did. If you, Maybe you find some commonality in us. Yeah, that's that's a good word. Commonality. Like, it doesn't have to be exactly same. Like, and if you, everybody has a different journey and yeah. whatever. And just, like, it, it's hard sometimes. If you feel like you want to chat about us, hit us up. We are happy to talk to you about uh, what you're going through or what you went through. And we will commiserate with you or support you, validate you, whatever you need. We're here. We're in the thick of it. <laughs> and we want it to be known that, hey, it sucks. And it's Doesn't awesome say, at the same time. I would say it sucks, but. I think it sucks. Yeah. And I think it's awesome at the same time. Okay. 
that's a weird dynamic, but thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next week.